Welcome to the Real Life Girl Talk podcast with your founder and host, Sarah Thomas, and her beautiful co-hosts, Rebecca Mars, Sarah Williams, and Renal Kello. Sarah and the girls will be sharing their experiences, perspectives, and true thoughts on the ups and downs of real life, love, wellness, womanhood, and everything in between. We want you to know that it's not always easy out there, but we can promise you that you're never alone. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back to Real Life Girl Talk. I'm always so happy that you are here and listening to us. Um, I have a cold. Um, It's not too bad right now, but... Um, it's there. So I feel like my brain is moving just a little bit slowly. And um, my daughter had it way worse than me for like 10 days. And she's done with it now. And my husband and I are like, fighting it. And um, on that, Renal Kello is our co host today. And I think she is dealing with the exact same thing all the way in Texas. Yes, I am. Motherhood. Same here. Hi, guys, first of all, but um, Yeah, my daughter's had it, then my husband had it, and I think two weeks later, now my body's fighting it. So I've got my hot tea. Um, I might sneeze, but other than that, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, so moms listening, it's just life, isn't it? It's like constantly, I mean, (laughs) like I said, we're all like my husband and I barely have anything and Sage is done with it. Um, so we go to the gym yesterday and she's, she comes out and she's like, Oh, you know, I had so much fun. I made a new friend at the gym. And she was like, um, her, it was, she has an older sister, but her older sister was homesick. So I gave her a hug. So she would feel better. And Scott and I looked at each other and we were like, no, no new germs. Don't (laughs) hug the sick families. (laughs) Yeah same it just does not end it's always like we get through one and then a sniffle begins and I'm like no no drink your water I know I know um so the last time go ahead go ahead I was gonna ask if you had a good if you had a good birthday you had a birthday recently it was so fun we did um we did a nice fancy dinner, which Scott and I rarely go out to dinner. Like we'll go out for drinks if we have a sitter, like that's our thing. But um, we had a really nice dinner. We had a really good time. We were laughing the whole time. And uh, then we went down to the strip for a little bit. Um, drank too much, had too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So much fun. Um, what about you? Because the last time you were on your birthday was approaching. Yes, it was. I had a good, it was a good birthday. It was really good. We, um, we went out and got Mexican food. <laughs> well, we, we went and had um, sushi, a sushi date, my husband and I for lunch, and then um, close friends and family um, for dinner. And yeah, it was good. Good. Um, so truly, honestly not planned this leads right into kind of what we are talking about today um Rennell and I when we were thinking about a good topic for this week um thought we would talk about happy healthy steamy marriages um I was just thinking before we started recording that I have Scott and I have been married for 
um, six and a half years now. So how long have you guys been married? Um, since April of 15. That's right. We're We're very close. Right. We're all, April will be seven years. That's right. So, um, yeah, I forgot about that. So first of all, let me say for listeners, if you want to hear how Ronell and I lock down these fine men, you can listen to our past episodes together from before Ronell was an actual co-host. Um, we talked about not settling leaving unhappy relationships and finding what we have now. So we aren't going to get into all of that. If you want to hear that, find that episode. Um, We're going to talk about today, how it is seven years later and what marriage is like now. So yeah, where do we even begin? What do you, where do you think we should start? Uh, You want to start with um, how different our marriages are with, the amount of time we spend with our hubbies. You go first. So my husband and I are together all of the time. We work together. We own businesses together. Obviously, we're living together and parenting and doing all the hard things together. Um, And we're just, we're best friends. And so in free time, we're hanging out together and we choose each other so it is the the weirdest dynamic and then there's you whose husband travels most of the year and is gone like April through October or something yeah so So. Scott and I are the total opposite um most of the year so Scott is gone from late January early February until um November 1st essentially so He's in and out, but I mean, the about that whole time when we get more than four nights together is very rare, honestly, um, at, at, in a row, four nights in a row, I mean. Um, so he's in and out. We don't go months without seeing each other. And I know some people have to deal with that. We don't have to go that long, but yes. Um, and then when he is home in the winter, like right now, we are the same as you guys. Um, we choose to be together all day long and we run errands together we sit down and do work together we you know um in fact we actually just decided like a week ago that it doesn't make sense for us to be taking our daughter to school together and picking her up together because I have a full-time job from home now so he's like we were like it's okay if one of us goes (laughs) yeah okay yeah so I can totally relate to that. So you guys are together all year long though. And that's crazy because I feel like a lot of people, I don't know, you just hear all the time that people are like, marriage sucks. Marriage is hard. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And every time we like hear that, Scott and I are like, mm, is it? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to fully understand. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sure there, but. Tell me how you guys, um, like being together all the time, how do you not like get at each other's like throats? That's a good question. (laughs) Um, I think we, well, we know each other really, really well. We communicate really well. So, um, we are always communicating so there's never 
uh, any secrets as far as our feelings. Um, you know, we're just honest with each other. And we've gotten to a point to where I, I swear we could communicate without speaking. Sometimes we just, we read each other's minds. We say the same thing at the same time. We finish each other's sentence. And I know it sounds like blah, it sounds disgusting, but it is what it is. I mean, and, um, you know, and also we don't intentionally push buttons. We don't play the games. I'm not one to get mad and hold that grudge for three days or, you know, we're, we never go to, to bed with, you know, mad. I, we don't drag it out. I mean, if we get into a tiff, I, I don't, I wouldn't even call it a fight. I would call it a tiff. It might last half a day. And then it's like, okay, this is stupid. Let's, let's talk. Let's move on. You know? And usually when those things happen, at least for us, it's not even about the other person. It's something else that's going on that's like creating like this energy, like in the other person's life and, you know, like whether it's their family or job or whatever. And I'll be like, like, okay, I respect that you have that going on. Like, are we going to be like quiet all day? We don't get mad. It's like, we like get quiet, like yeah. kind of, should be quiet. Then should I be quiet? And then like, after like two hours, it's like, okay, that's dumb. Like, can we just have a normal good day again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I love what you said about communicating because that is number one on my list um, because that takes care of every, I mean, there's nothing to argue about or be confused about if you guys are communicating all the time. Um, like you said, your feelings, your emotions, uh, your plans, your finances, things like that, that could create, I would imagine a lot of arguments in marriages. If you're talking about them and you're working together on everything, then what is there to get mad about? Yeah. I, um, (laughs) I'm, I tell my husband, he, when we first started dating, he was not a good communicator. And I will say this even today, he's not the best. He's gotten so much better, but, um, there's no such thing as over communicating. Absolutely. And with my teacher background, I, sometimes tell him, talk to me like I'm a kindergartner or I'm a first grader. Talk to me like I don't know the foundation Mm -hmm. because more is better than not enough. And that's in anything and everything. And I guess a lot of that comes with the business side because we're business partners Mm -hmm. and he can assume I know this, I know to do this and that for the business and maybe I haven't thought about that. And maybe I don't know that. So give it to me all, you know, over communicate. And it works as business partners. It works in the marriage. It works, you know, co-parenting. I've learned that too, because there's a lot of things that, not a lot, but some things that I assume that my husband should know about, like, for example, I run the house most of the year alone. So I do the chores alone most of the year. Um, So there's just some things that I'm like, he probably knows that about like the laundry or something new, you know, like just little stuff. And I have learned over the years to just say, Hey, by the way, do it this way, moving like forward. This just works better right now. And he's like, okay, no problem. It's like, 
you just have don't assume that every that they know everything um it's not a bad thing like I don't make him feel bad for it he's not dumb for it and the same thing goes to me as well with you know whatever else it is like I appreciate to know the right way to do things and you know so um which kind of leads me into my next thing because Scott and I don't look at responsibilities at home as one person's job or the other. And I understand that might work for some people, but for us, we both do everything. So if one of us has a free 10 minutes, they'll go switch the laundry. If somebody wakes up first, they'll do the dishes. Like, it's not like, oh, that was your job. You didn't take out the trash tonight. Well, how dare you? And I'll set the trash by the door for the next week. Like we don't, yeah, that's never something that we have discussed. It's just something we want to do for each other and for our home, for our lives, you know? How do you guys do chores? Yeah. Um, I think we've kind of developed like unspoken. Mm-hmm. That's kind of your responsibility a majority of the time. And, and this is fine. And it just kind of worked its way out that way. Um, so with our girls being so young, they're five now, but pretty much their whole life, their meal was my job. Mm -hmm. That was, I was feeding them the bottles to the baby food, making their food to now making meals. So over time, really feeding them has been my responsibility. That's an all day job, especially. Yeah. I'm feeding them, but you know, even at, at dinner time, I'm in charge of their dinner. So Chris and I eat differently. I kind of feel like I'm making two, even three meals um, manipulated every night because I'm not going to eat the toddler meal. And um, I like to eat a little bit healthier. I like to eat to my, my goals. And then, you know, Chris is a man and he eats another way. So making their dinner is my job and making our dinner, Chris and I's dinner is more his job, mine and his. And so because I do their dinner, he kind of helps more out with bath time. So, you know, I'll come in and scoop in and help, you know, wash the hair or whatever, but I don't know. It's just kind of like unspoken. I'm all, I'm the laundry queen. I am the, that is my job, you know, but See, I think for us, because you guys are together every day, so you have developed a total routine. We, on the other hand, Scott will come in and he's been gone for a week and bless his soul. He'll, he'll do everything. I mean, he'll cook, he'll clean, he'll do bath time. He'll do all of it just so I can get a, you know, a night off essentially. Um, so in that sense, we can't really establish a solid unspoken routine because we have a different lifestyle. It changes all the time for us. Um, so, you know, I think that finding whatever works for you and your relationship without causing any extra stress on top of those already stressful duties. Yeah. It sucks to make three dinners in one night. It sucks to do bath night. It, that stuff. Don't ever tell me that like you love bath time for your kids. Cause like that is like the biggest pain. And I'm like, when do you wash your own self? Like, yeah. So what I need an age. <laughs> like, what's the countdown on this? No, but like, why would you want to be in a marriage and add extra stress and arguments on top of those already mundane and not fun parts of life? You know, um, 
So yeah, whatever works for you and your spouse, you really have to figure it out because if those are your day-to-day arguments, that makes for a long day. I can't imagine. So I'm already arguing with my daughter all day about this kind of stuff. So I don't want to argue with my husband as well. So yeah, Chris and I, we've already like made a pact and formed an alliance that it's he and I against the twins. It's because, gotta be. Because we never allow those girls to come between us. Never. You know, I, I, I don't choose to fight because they're being little pains. I mean, you know, so he and I like we stick together. Yes. Like it's me and you, it's me and you against the world, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Against the world. Like that's another good tip because, um, there are going to be things that try to drive a wedge in between you and your partner, um, always forever, whether it's extended family or, uh, maybe old friends, or I don't know. I don't know because I don't allow it. So, um, there are times in a marriage that you have to choose your immediate family over possibly your extended family. Um, And it's not always easy, but if you and your partner aren't coming first and foremost, that gets dicey, I think. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of things you guys have dealt with in the past with that, but there are some things that boundaries need to be established and you guys have to be together inside of them. Boundaries. That's a good word. Yes. So with all the travel and separation between you two, and then when he is home, you're parenting, you're working from home full time, busy life. How do you keep the spice That's alive? And yeah, the spice alive in your in your marriage. And it can be even outside the bedroom. <laughs> how, you know, how do you keep that? So this is going to be very different from your side of this. So after I tell mine, then you tell yours, but let me just tell you what, okay. But Chris goes on fishing and hunting trips and and all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys spend some nights apart. Um, Let me tell you what, there is nothing that keeps a spice more alive than spending some nights apart because whenever Scott is gone, whether it's one night, seven nights, 14 nights, um, he comes back. That's the first thing on both of our minds. And I don't know if it's like human nature, but also like the missing each other so deeply and that being our first way to express it to each other, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And also selfishly, you know, if I haven't gotten any in two weeks, like it's time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, Scott and I, we don't have a problem. I mean, yeah, I, I think for us, the most important part for that is that we have always put our daughter to bed early. She goes to bed early. That's always been her thing. Um, So we always give ourselves at least three hours a night to be alone. So that allows for us to have our time to talk and communicate and have a drink maybe and loosen up and be together, get all all of the day-to-day conversations that we need to get through and then it always allows us time to get busy in the evenings yeah (laughs) um that I I'd say the distance makes it very very steamy for us um but like right now we're together every day um I don't it doesn't 
it slows down briefly. Like it ebbs and flows probably as my cycle ebbs and flows, but like, um, we try to make that very important part of our routine. So, I mean, are you going to say a number? How often do you think you guys get busy a week? On average? <laughs> are you going to say a number? <laughs> I will, if you will. Uh, so what are we counting here? Are we counting all things? All things. All things. Mm, all things, I'd say four to five times a week. Yeah, I'd say that's about the same for us too. About a healthy number. But do you, you had to admit that when he comes back from like a long trip, like sometimes it's like twice a day, right? yeah if we can yeah yeah if we yeah well so Man, now that your girls are in you, huh? school you have some daytimes I mean I'm not gonna lie this morning last night we didn't make time for it we were both very tired and then Scott's so you, staged to school and then this morning that was the first thing on the to-do list yeah it's a guarantee I same so with the girls schedule we kind of have to make it work around their schedule yeah. So with them being on the bus by 7.30, no shame in our morning game. Heck yeah. yeah. And Great it, way to start the day. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. I mean, we have so many windows and opportunities throughout the week, and it's just kind of a given. We don't even have to say it. Like, it's a given. We know. You got the time. We got the time. What's going to happen? And, you know, even outside of the bedroom, like, my advice, never stop flirting with each other. I mean, act like you're teenagers all the time. I mean, when my kids weren't looking, I was cooking dinner the other day and I flashed, I flashed him, you know, you just, yes. or if wear the things, you know, he likes, I, he loves when I wear short shorts and like tall, like tube socks around okay. the house. It's just keep it, keep it up. Yeah. And you know what? Like, you know, sometimes I'm sure you've been through it where you just go through like maybe a week or so and you just feel off about yourself. And it's like, kind of like, don't touch me because I don't want to like look at myself. So why would you want to look at me? Like, yeah. you know, um, like when I go through those phases, my best advice is to just turn the lights off and get it on because it makes you feel like a woman, right? Like it makes you feel good to feel good. So as much as maybe during those times you don't want to, it's so beneficial to do it and connect and feel loved and feel attractive. You know, um, it's like, I've kind of learned like, oh, here we go. I'm in my head about this. Like, all right, let's just do it. Let's get it done so I can feel better. You know, it's more for me at that point than it is for both of us, if that makes sense. It took me a long time to learn that. I fought that for a long time that's yeah that's mature of you and I've also learned with the way I see myself and the way I'm thinking is not the way he's thinking he is not looking at that he thinks I'm beautiful sexy he doesn't see the extra three to five pounds that right. I'm I'm carrying because I'm ovulating right now or right whatever through my cycle he doesn't care no, they don't, they don't notice that. Stuff. Either. They don't. I'll be covered in zit stickers and in my least attractive PJs. And I come downstairs and he's like, hey. Hey. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I just do think that, um, you know, 
now you just got me thinking about all kinds of things, <laughs> but um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, when you have young kids, you're not going to be able to go on a bunch of date nights. It's just not realistic. And if that's what you need to, s- to keep things alive, it's just, you got to find something else. You got to make time for something else. Just like you said, if it's at 745 in the morning that you guys get 20 minutes alone, take it, do it. Your to-do list is not going to be affected by a 20 minute break. So, you know, you have to do things to keep it alive. You just do. Um, and it's fun. Why would you not want to do those things? Um, you know, who doesn't want to send the kids to school and get busy? It's just a fun <laughs> thing to do. Then you can call all your, do all your bills and all your work, you know? So, um, and I, and I did want to say too, that being with somebody that loves you unconditionally makes all of these things so much easier. So I know that Renal and I are talking of relationships that truly are very beautiful and easy. Um, I know there's a lot of people that don't have that. So I know we're probably not giving the most like good tips about how to fix those things. Um, But when I asked Scott about this topic a couple of days ago, like what his first thing that comes to mind about how happy we are and how we maintain this, he said, first of all, you have to love yourself. And he's like, that might sound cheesy, but each of us had to find happiness in ourselves and not use the other person to make us happy initially to get to where we are today. You know, you can't depend on somebody else to make you happy. You have to find your hobbies, your whatever it is for you that makes you feel good. And hopefully they can be a part of it. And maybe they can't, like you just said, you like to eat healthier at night for dinner. Do you force that on him? Do you make him eat what you want to eat? Do you cut him down to a smaller calorie diet because you want to live that way? Like, no. And and he doesn't get mad at you. Like, why aren't you eating this whole cheeseburger? Like, let people live and do what they need to do and support it and be a part of it, you know? Absolutely. And we know what it's like to not have that. So but let's see, did I leave? Do we leave out anything? Is there any other tips or thoughts on this? Do you do like, okay, so you guys haven't married like as long as us. So do you do like, um, do you like get like lingerie or like do anything like different? Cause I don't, but I, I think I should at some point, but do you do that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have a, yeah, I have a couple drawers. You just yeah. like surprise him like one night and you're just like. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could do it. I used to do it way more than I have, I would say in the last year um I blame the kids no um (laughs) but yeah I wouldn't say it's like traditional lingerie when you when you think when you hear lingerie what you would think but there are like out like outfits and and things that bikini bottoms and things that work for yeah special that he likes and that works for us and yeah Maybe here's your sign to anybody listening. It's like, maybe go buy some lingerie and like spice it up. I don't know. Maybe I will. I just don't, you guys are always together. You know, I guess like Amazon, you could order it, but I don't even know. I will not go to like Victoria's Secret. It's too expensive for something. Oh no, no, no. Amazon's our best friend. That's where it all comes. Yeah, that's where it all comes from. And that, and also going all the way back to communication, communicate with 
your partner um, on maybe if you were to buy something, what would they like? Or, talk, or is that something they would be interested in? Or, you know. Because what you like might not be what they like, but although they're going to like no matter what, honestly. <laughs> so, you know. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's your sign. Go order some lingerie and get busy in the morning after your kids go to school. Yeah. Go into work late if you don't get to work from home or whatever. Oh, yeah. When we when we show up late, our workers are like, <laughs> we, we know, <laughs> we, you're, you're 20 minutes late. We're like, what of it? did it. Yeah. yeah. um well Renell, thank you for your time thank you for your honesty i don't know if our husbands are going to listen to this or not but we'll probably hear about it later if they do (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i just hope everybody listening can feel alive and happy at home and um do some things to live live it up feel good right yeah All right, Rennell. Well, thank you. And um, I'll have you on again soon. Oh, and you guys, make sure you follow Rennell on Instagram, all the jazz. I will tag all the stuff in the description of the podcast. My belly is rumbling. I don't know. Is that what that was? Oh, my God. I haven't eaten yet. I don't usually eat till 1130. It's 1045, but time. Um, Maybe it was the morning romp that got me extra. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. But... um, yeah, tune in soon, you guys. Renell will be back in a couple of weeks. Um, and thanks, Renell. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.